0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za.
1: The former President Jacob Zuma's attempt to privately or to pursue a private prosecution against state advocate Billy Downer and News 24 uh, journalist Karen Morn has been dealt a yet another blow. Mr. Zuma's application for leave to appeal a judgment by the KwaZulu-Natal Division of the High Court was heard by the same court in Peter Maritsburg yesterday. In July, Judges Gregory Kruger, Jackie Enriquez, uh, Enriquez and uh, Mujere Masipa ruled that Mr. Zuma's pursuit of a private prosecution against um, Ms. Morne and Downer was an abuse of power. In delivering judgment on Monday, after just 10 minutes of deliberation, uh, Judge Kruger said that the judges had arrived at the conclusion that there's no merits in any of the arguments raised by Mr. Zuma. And uh, uh, on top of that, slapped him with a cost order as well, that he must pay for the cost of the appeal. Let's hear from uh, Benedict Peary, who joins us on the line. He's a legal analyst. Good to have you with us, Benedict Um, Peary. First of all... um, I've keep what was an issue here. You know the thing about with these applications for leave to appeal and appeals themselves that it often becomes very difficult to discern the difference between the actual application and what has already been traversed in the um, in the case in the trial before. So what was it that the court would have been listening to convince themselves that a different court might find a different conclusion?
0: Yeah, um, uh, good morning, T. T. Um Yeah, so the court in uh, KZN, uh, in, in, in respect of an application for leave to appeal, uh, would have had to hear from Mr. Zuma that, one, uh, there's reasonable prospects of success on appeal, which essentially means that um, an, another court could find differently uh, than what the KwaZulu-Natal court found. Uh, in respect of the same facts um, and the legal principles that were actually argued. And secondly, uh, the court would have had to hear if there are any exceptional circumstances. So uh, even assuming that there aren't any reasonable prospects on appeal, are there any uh, actually exceptional circumstances or any other reasons uh, which may, may, Require that the court uh, grant Mr. Zuma leave to appeal, such as, for instance, maybe the matters of huge public interest, etc. So, on both of those grounds, the court found. Well, you know, one, there can't be reasonable prospects of uh, of of success on appeal because Mm -hmm. the legal points, actually, the legal position was very clear Mm -hmm. that you know, another court could not come to a Mm. different conclusion on the same Mm. principle. And then secondly, that there weren't any actually other reasons uh, within which the court should actually entertain an appeal. So on both those uh, respects, Mr. Zuma actually failed. um, Mm. And therefore, that's why the leave to appeal was not
1: granted. The short deliberation, uh, I mean, I think the the court came back after just 10 minutes with their ruling. Is that in itself uh, peculiar or interesting?
0: that's not peculiar especially in the context of applications for leave to appeal because uh, at that particular point in time the court um, you know has, has really considered the legal principles quite thoroughly and unless uh, an argument is really put to show why another court could come to a different conclusion uh, it's it's usually quite easy for the court to come back with an answer really quickly on a question of leave to appeal. So the 10-minute sort of deliberation is not unusual uh, in applications of this nature.
1: Mm. And, you know, I must say that, uh, you know, in this era of case, um, uh, court proceedings being broadcast on YouTube, uh, you know, I think uh, lawyers and everyone involved needs to be very careful because at the end of proceedings there, while in conversation uh, after the proceedings ended, uh, ended, Advocate Butelezi there was picked up on the microphone suggesting that, hey, when did these people write this judgment? Because it means like we wasted our breath uh, arguing here, you know, insinuating somehow that there was a foregone conclusion. I just thought that was something very interesting. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, people forget that, you know, the argument is actually done uh, through a you know series of exchange of documents long before mm. the actual lawyers actually make the oral presentation, right? So first you have uh, the affidavits, which in this case Mr. Zuma would have set out uh, in affidavit his argument for why leave to appeal should be granted in his favor, and in the same, right, Karen Morn and Billy Downer would have had an answer to that, Mm. um, and Mr. Zuma would have then replied. Um, And then after that, then the parties exchange what's called heads of argument, uh, which is a more succinct uh, sort of Mm. persuasive um, argument from the lawyers, which focuses mainly on the legal principles and sort of just tries to summarize what they'll be putting forward Mm. to the court in oral Uh, So Mm. by the time that we see the lawyers actually stand up and make those oral submissions in court, the court has had the benefit of the argument um, and the legal principles that apply to the argument. So the court, you know, can anticipate what sort of arguments would come uh, and would be able to, you know, put itself in a position where unless something drastic changes in the oral submissions, they will be able to give a a decision quickly.
1: As always, thank you so much, Peter, for that insight and perspective. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to a
0: Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.